Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world to the Middle East at age 23, and I never went back. I got sober in 2019, and I now live full-time in Bali, Indonesia. I've made it my mission to help other women around the world stop drinking, start yoga, and change their lives through my online Sober Girls Yoga community. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. All right. Good morning or afternoon or evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sober Yoga Girl. I am super excited for this episode. It's actually my first episode that I've recorded in a few months. So I kind of took a few months off of recording episodes and was kind of chilling out. And I'm finally back on it again. And I'm really excited to be sitting here with Jay Chase. And Jay had me on his podcast like way back. I want to say it was like maybe January or February. So that was the first time we met. And it's been however many months, six, seven months. And I am just so excited to get to sit down and kind of flip the tables around and and get to interview him and hear his story with sobriety. And he's doing some pretty amazing work in his community and online helping others in the sober world. So I'm just really excited to hear more about that. Hello. Hello. Yo, I'm super excited to be here. One, I was, I was talking to my team and I was like, yeah, I got to interview uh, 6 a.m. in the morning. They're like 6 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, yeah. It's on uh, the sober yoga girl. And they're like, the sober yoga girl? I was like, yeah, let's, I was like, let's make it rock. So I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited. And these time zones. So it's 6 a.m. for you. It's 7 p.m. for me. So we're 11 hours apart, which is wild. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good though. I'm I'm like, like I said, I'm grateful to be here. You, you are a complete inspiration to me. And um, so any way that I can support you, um, try and add some value, um, and maybe I might learn some things. <laughs> I might learn some things. So I'm excited about this conversation. Oh, amazing. So I was wondering if we could start out by you kind of giving the audience a little bit of a insight into who you are and your kind of journey with substance use. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I help individuals who suffer from substance use disorder uh, manage destructive emotions and habits uh, to maintain their sobriety. Um, I'm a professional speaker, podcaster, coach, um, and I've been sober now for five and a half years. So over five and a half years, yeah, it's almost six years, almost six years. We are rocking. It's fun. Um, my sobriety journey actually wasn't my choice. It wasn't my choice. Um, I was I was deep into it, and I, there was I didn't see any daylight. I didn't see any light. I didn't see a problem, and um, but I, I kept getting into trouble with the authorities. As in, I would get arrested. I'd be getting too drunk. I had like two DWIs by the age I was, I want to say 21. Before I was even 21, I had two DWIs. And um, and it just didn't seem like a problem to me because of the, I would want to say the community that was exposed to me at the time. Um, just four colleges in this town. So everybody's always partying. And um, 
I fell into that. I fell into that where I was always going out. Like I was going out Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Sunday through Sunday, Monday through Monday. I was every night there's there's a bar that we were at. And um and I of course I was on probation for, you know, my DWIs and everything that I was doing and raising havoc. <laughs> um and I actually like stopped reporting to my probation officer. I was just like, yo, I, I just stopped reporting to her. And um and so I think I got a warrant out for my arrest. And uh there's one night I was drinking at the bar, I got too drunk, I had an argument, and um I woke up in a jail cell and I pressed the little buzzer, because I had no clue what I did or how I got there. And I pressed the little buzzer and I said, what's my bond? And they said, no bond, Mr. Chase. And I said, no bond. What, what's the charges? They said, probation violation. And I said, okay, I, I, I can live with that. At least I know what I'm, what I'm walking into. I didn't like murder somebody or, or you know, do something awful. And, um, and that was the last time I drank. It was February 5th, 2017. So it definitely wasn't by choice. Because um, after that, it was 26 days in jail. And then I actually did six months in prison, um, which was like a 120 shock that the judge gave me to like scare me. And I want to say it worked because I haven't drank since. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wow. What a story. <laughs> and how old were you when that happened? Uh, I turned 24 in prison. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What was that experience like? Um, awful. It was, it, was, it was awful. But, like, so, one, the entire time that I was locked away, I um I didn't reach out to any of my family. I didn't reach out to anybody who was close to me, so I actually didn't talk to anybody. Um, and then I was in a cell in a, in a box, you know, a concrete box for the majority of my day. I didn't have any freedoms, but you know, my choices and actions got me there to that to that level. Um, I mean, just from the moment that we got there, like they made us like strip down and like spray us down with like Lysol and like a hose just before we entered prison. Like it was it was it was pretty degrading. So lesson learned, right? <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. And and that was enough to just kind of start you on your your sobriety journey. You know, the weird thing is that with who I was and how I was raised and my behavior style and my past traumas that I was exposed to, like this goes, this isn't just me as in this is, this is my father's problem. This is my father's father's yeah. problem. This was my father's 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 problem. And that wasn't enough to scare me. I've been to jail. I went to jail like four times before that. I went to jail for like, three days and then seven days, 10 days. I was there for like 15 days. There was one time I was in like a work re release program for like 30 days and it wasn't, and it wasn't, it was like, okay, I'm guilty. Serve my consequence, go back to doing what I was doing. It was the same cycle. And um, so that alone wasn't enough to scare me to, but it was the character development that I did while I was away, while I was by myself. That I was like, yo, Jay, you, you got to take control, bro. Like, this is like, this is not how you want to live your life. And what was that character development? Like, what practices did you do? 
you know, it, it's a lot of journaling. And first, first things first, I went, I went inward. Like, um, I, I established a connection with my higher power that allowed me to look at my life just from a different perspective. It was like, yeah, we got to get it together. So that admitting I had a problem, really just being humble, um, looking at resentment, a lot of releasing of uh, a lot of anger, uh, self-hate, uh, trauma, like just releasing all of that. And I did a lot of that through journaling to the extent that I could while I was in prison. And then after, you know, after that, when my journey started, of I wasn't introduced into the real world until six months sober. And so I had to like relearn everything, environment, places. I had to get a complete new job, like life just completely different from the last time I was out in the, on the street to when I went to prison to coming back out six months sober and determined to stay sober and more like have to, because even after prison, I was on an intensive uh, treatment court program that I had to like report every single day. Um, and then after I completed that 18 months later, I was still on an intensive probation um, to the point where I got discharged early because there was no hiccups and all that good stuff. So, it, I mean, it was a lot of character development just through journaling and looking at myself and looking at where, how I got there, how I got to that point. Yeah. Wow. And so you said you were part of a, a treatment program after the time in jail. Was there, um, what other practices, like, were you part of a 12-step program or what practices mm. were sustaining you during that time? Yeah, no, no programs, no, no medicines, no 12-step programs, no AA meetings, anything like that. Um, wow. It, yeah, <laughs> I, um, my dad, my dad did AA and to, to the world, he was 10 years sober. And to me, he was a closet drinker. So it was, um, very interesting. Like the mixed feelings I had on like AA and things like that. Like if it worked, if it didn't work. And that's just through my anecdotal experience growing up. And so, um, I just, I did what I had to do to maintain my freedom. So if I drink alcohol at this point in my sobriety journey, it was like, what, seven months. If I had a drink of alcohol, I would, um, I do 11 years of prison or I could have my freedom. So it's like, I, I had to develop like an unwavering desire for freedom and sobriety. Wow. My goodness. Your story is just so... <laughs> transformational and, and inspiring because I didn't know like these parts of your story and to think of where you once were and then to see like the version of you that I know, which I just see you on my Instagram feed with the most inspirational videos. Like you're just so inspiring. And I just think it's, it's incredible to see where you come from and, and where you've brought yourself now and how you're helping other people. It's just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I truly, truly, but, and it took me a long, a long time to get to that point. Like, it's, it's not like I was like, yo, I'm never and then I just popped out and was like, I'm going to help people. No, this is Jay four years into sobriety when I like first started, you know, uh, trying to give back. And I was like, yo, you know, I think it's time. 
I think it's time for more. And I felt a call in and I felt it all. And, um, and I truly believe your story is not for you. Like your testimony is not for you. It's for other people to know that they can get through it too. So I'm, I'm, I'm completely transparent with everything that I've been through. So true. It's uh, there's a Brene Brown quote that I love. She says, uh, share your story because one day it will become someone else's survival guide. And that's really what it is. It's we're sharing bits of our story to support other people that are further that are, what's the right word? They're walking the path a little bit behind us. We're sharing our story as they're following along. And and one thing, big ups to Brene Brown. Like she got me out of the darkest spots. Like when people talk about like shame and guilt, like I I struggled hard with that. And, And one, because I was actually convicted you know, where a judge looked at me and was like, you're guilty. And so like that sticks with me and then shameful for the things that I did, you know, from landing myself in prison. Right. And, and like, really trying to release that working with a therapist. And of course, but shout out to Brene Brown. Dog. Like she, she has actually created this version of me that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Brene Brown, Susan Piper and, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Those those two women have just like just really changed my life. So. I don't know Susan. I haven't heard of Susan Piper before. What's Susan Piper's work? Is she an author as well? Yeah, yeah. Susan Piper um, is an author, and um, she's actually a twenty plus year Buddhist practitioner. Um, she wrote the book, The Four Noble Truths of Love, where you take the Buddhist four noble truths, but you apply them to relationships. And it, I mean, it's just truly beautiful. It taught me how to completely love differently. Um, and the beautiful thing about it is when I was learning how to like love and love myself and love others and working in my relationship to back it up, like maybe seven months ago or six months ago, um, I interviewed Susan Piper on the podcast. So I was like, yo, that's just an accomplishment there. So that was pretty cool. That's incredible. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to give that a listen and check that out. I've just gotten into reading again after like a, a hiatus from uh regular reading. So I'll put that on my book list. Yes, yes, the four noble truths of love. So Jay, you mentioned that there was a period of time in your sobriety, like for the first four years, um, or it was only at the four years when you pivoted and decided to start giving back and helping others. And so what was that, what prompted that shift within you? Like, where did you start to see that this is what you wanted to to do? Mm, It's a phenomenal question. Um, I'm really trying to pinpoint it because I don't want to just say I woke up one day and I was like, yo, I'm going to start giving back. It was honestly the podcast. It was honestly starting my podcast last year. And um, my friend challenged me one day. I used to host a um, a Bible study. I used to host a Bible study for like a year. And um, my friend would come and he's like, Jay, you need to start a podcast. You give a great perspective on things. And I was like, no. No, absolutely hate my voice. Absolutely no, 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 no. And it's like, no, just do it, do it, do it, do it. And so he challenged me. He's like, if you, he said, do it in 30 days. I said, if you show me how to create a successful podcast, I'll have it for you in 30 days, you know? 
And uh, it was that moment that people started listening. And I was like, oh, okay. And then um, I anywhere that I go in life, whether that's a prison cell or a stage or a workshop, um, I pray to be effective. And I just started feeling myself be effective. And I was like, all right, let's double down 120 on this. And, um, and I felt closer to my higher power. So I was like, let's keep rocking with it. And it, so it wasn't like my choice at all. I was kind of, again, forced and shoved this way. <laughs> yeah, almost like the universe sort of put it on your path. And and then after you started doing the podcast, is that when you started doing workshops and coaching? Yeah, like I did the podcast, got plugged in with some people in Clubhouse. And my I honestly didn't start speaking until February this year, like, like on stages and things like that. So I went through a speaker's program um, and I, I'm a certified DISC uh, facilitator and certified uh, emotional intelligence practitioner. But I was able to develop all of that and develop my story and believe in myself. It was just one day I woke up in February. It was like the last day of February. I was sitting in the, the eye doctor. And I just felt this pull to be like, yo, join the speakers program. And because I was like, I've never spoken on a stage. I've never wrote a speech. I dropped out of college. Like I sell cars, like all this other stuff. And um, I was like, cool, I'll do it. And ever ever since then, it just took off. Like it was like purpose. So it's like, it's insane how big it is now. Like I speak at an international addiction conference at the end of October. Um, I, we were full. I'm doing consulting with like eight companies next year, already set in stone, contract signed. Um, me and Reframe have done some amazing work together. Like it's just crazy. So it's, I'm literally getting in the habit of losing control in everything that I do. I'm just like, I can't. I can't. I, it's not. It's not my will. So I'm just being used. <laughs> That's incredible. That's so inspiring, and that it came together so quickly. Like you only started in February, and now you have so many contracts and opportunities. So that just shows to me that it's really is your purpose, and you're on your mm. your your path. Because when you step into your purpose, things just fall into place and just come your way. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the biggest thing is like getting out of the way. Like yeah. things can come our way, but if we're not receptive to that, then that we're gonna miss them. It's not like it, it's gonna have to circle back around. We're gonna have to learn that same lesson again. Like how many times did I like go through the same lesson before I got to this version of me? So I was like, okay, all right, cool. I'm going to stop trying to do it my way. Let me get out the way. And and I think that's a, a, a huge part of it too. So tell me about when you run workshops for your community, what are your, what do you speak on? What are your themes? What's your message? Yeah, absolutely. So my, my overall message is break the cycle, break the cycle. Like we, we, we have a choice when it comes to our actions and our responses, and it is up to us to break the cycle of the trauma and pain that's been passed down to us. Um, so I focus on managing destructive emotions and habits to live a full and effective life. Um, and it, it, it's rooted in from where I come from story time about my name 
my name is Julian Chase Jr., right? And the reason that I go by Jay is because I was actually named after my dad's alias. So when he met my mom, he was on the run from the state of Missouri, uh, and they met in Texas. They got married, and he's using a fake name. So there's some guy back in the name back in the day named Julian, and he used the last name Chase because he was on the run, and he named me a junior. And uh, when I was 16, I got stopped by the cops, and uh, they approached me with gunpoint because they thought I was my dad, and my dad um, does did some bad things, and um, or did uh, God mercy on his soul and it's it's like i'm not gonna curse my son like that so it's time to break the cycle and anywhere that i live anywhere any like creating new habits so i really speak on behaviors communication styles um what i focus on is the three levels of mastery that i've I've came to like pinpoint for myself is understanding self, understanding others, and then recognizing situational needs and how to respond. Wow. That is so, such an inspiring story. And so, um, wow, to, to have that name and then have that experience and, and how that ties into your message of breaking the cycle. Like it just, I think I've heard you say that before in some of the clips I've seen, like breaking the cycle and and hearing that background story just really, I don't know, it like makes it land in a mm. um in another way. It makes it resonate. And that sounds amazing. I want do you do any of these workshops online? Because I would love for yeah. to experience one of them. <laughs> I actually haven't um I haven't decided to do it uh online yet. They're super intimate, like with the ones that like we've put on, we put on three or four and it's it's super intimate to just I, I love it. I love it. But I think we're actually moving towards that way because we're growing. So yeah. They will be soon. I can definitely say there will be some in 2023 online. Amazing. Cool. Well, we would love to uh promote that and share it with the community. <laughs> absolutely i would love to see you there like it's it's a phenomenal phenomenal thing and and the beautiful thing about it like what i do in helping uh substance people um jay get your words together right like i cannot think (laughs) um what, what i do when it comes to recovery and helping substance use uh just those who suffer from substance use disorder is um a disc influenced recovery style which helps uh which helps us understand ourselves others and recognize situational needs but most importantly how to communicate with others and with our loved ones about our recovery so. amazing and tell me about so you do some coaching work for reframe and so what does your coaching look like with them yeah um so one, I do host one meeting just open to all reframers uh, throughout the week, um, and that's on Tuesday. But on Sunday, I actually only work with individuals who are 90 days plus um, alcohol-free. And the reason that I feel that is because my sobriety journey didn't really start until I was six months sober. And so I was like, who am I going to help? Who do I want to add value to? Who do I want to give back to? Those people who are like, okay, I'm sober now, what? Cause I just kind of got thrown in the world like that. And so I don't, so on Sundays we do a lot of character development. 
um, in those meetings and it's open to reframers or people who are 90 days plus alcohol free. Amazing. Cool. And we have a, we have a bit of a reframe connection with our community because Kathy also works with reframe and Kathy's pretty involved in the mindful life practice. So I feel really connected and I hear about what's going on in reframe. And I keep saying like, it's something that I want to check out and explore and Mm -hmm. just experience because it sounds like it's an amazing community. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, that since I've been doing it again, like kind of not like, and when you're walking in purpose, there's nothing that's, that's forced. There's nothing about my speaking career podcast or helping or giving back or coaching and all the stuff that we've covered. Like, I know it's been a lot, but none of it felt forced. None of it it felt like, like, Oh, like I got to squeeze or fit this in. It just happens. And like, when I was approached by reframe, I was like, absolutely. Like, that's something I want to do, you know? And, um, I was like, that's, that's what I'm working towards. And just the amount of reception from that community of just welcoming in a new coach. I've only been doing it for like a month, you know, like, and they created this meeting for me, you know, like this, this whole, this whole 90 day coaching group. They're like, that's like, who do you talk to? What do you want to do? There it is. And people are like, we need this. And so I'm like, yo, this isn't even forced. They're like, we've been wanting this. And I'm like, wow, it's beautiful. So it's, it's, it's truly a beautiful experience, uh, partnering with them. Amazing. Is there anything else you have coming up this year or any other programs, anything you wanted to share about? Um, we, this year, uh, 2022, no, no. 2023. Absolutely. <laughs> we are, we're finishing up the workshop, uh, today actually. Um, and so, that's going to be the last one for this year. And then next year we are, we are doing a lot. We're doing a lot. We're speaking all over the country already. Um, and I'm coming, and I'm coming up uh, with a program, not coming up, but releasing, I guess, cause it's, it's in the final stages of it. Um, a discover, a discover you program and where we really get down to who you are as a person um, uncover what you need uh, uh, as a person and discover how you communicate with the world. Uh, and so that's actually going to be a pretty big deal. So I'm excited about that. It's called the discovery program, the discovery program. Amazing. And where can people find it? <laughs> um, it's definitely just uh, sign up for the ebook on my website, uh, Um And we'll keep you updated. It's not quite done yet. Um, 2023 is Probably, I want to say January. January, we're going to be able, we're going to be ready to release that. So if you get on the email list on the ebook, then you'll definitely get the personal invitation to the discovery program when when it opens up. So. Amazing, fantastic. So I was wondering if you could think back to when you were starting out your journey and when you were really struggling and sort of not yet sober if you could talk to like your younger self what advice or what wisdom would you give what would you say Mm. (laughs) could i just like show up and like beat him up could i just do (laughs) like we do like like i don't even want to talk to you no more kid no (laughs) Uh, Oh man, literally, um, 
I would sit down with them and just and just tell them like, yo, nobody's gonna leave you, dog. Like nobody's gonna love you and leave you. Like I promise you. So quit trying to get it get it all now, but 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 slow down and really think about what you want in life. Think about what you want to give back and think about how you want to leave a legacy because you don't want to be remembered for this. So inspiring. And do you have any, <laughs> do you have any, I'll ask you one more question. If you had any advice for like anyone starting out their sober journey, just in general, would you give any specific advice to anyone or any suggestions? Absolutely. Um, the first thing that somebody does when, when you build a house, uh, a lot of people say, pour the foundation. And I'm like, no. You got to go to the city and ask permission. So ask yourself permission. Tell yourself it's okay to start building your sober house and stand on your foundation. Start pouring the foundation. Start leveling the ground. Start putting up the framework. But it's not just going to pop up a beautiful house. There is work you're going to have to do. And, um, and that's okay. Embrace that. Amazing. That's an amazing, inspiring note to, to wrap up on. So Jay, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. This has been so amazing to reconnect again and to hear your story. And I just think where you come from and where you are today, it's just incredible and inspiring to see the transformation. And I'm not surprised that you're inspiring and your business is growing so quickly because just sitting with you, like I'm inspired by the past 40 minutes together. So thank you so much. And I really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Like this is uh, truly, truly, I, I'm just grateful um, to have this opportunity to have this opportunity. You're an, you're an amazing inspirator the way you're an amazing leader. Um, I, I aspire to be like you or a, a, a version of a leader like you is someday. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Jay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have a great Sunday and I'll speak to you soon. You too, lady. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. This community wouldn't exist without you here, so thank you. It would be massively helpful if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast so it can reach more people. If we haven't met yet in real life, please come get your one-week free trial of the Sober Girls Yoga membership and see what we're all about. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.